up guys, Adam Kramer here with the game day, ready for some winners, losers, and one to watch. Now this is a very special installment because it is the postseason installment. And of course, uh, while I try to be a bit of a contrarian and go off the board a little bit when it comes to these things, I can't with my winner. My big winner is the dog pound. Cleveland Browns fans, look, this is just water, but cheers, okay? Cheers. That is phenomenal. 17-year playoff drought. 17 years. That drought could drive a car. That drought was getting ready to approach legal drinking age. That drought looked like it might be uh, lasting a little bit longer based off the last few weeks. It's over. Cleveland Browns are in the postseason now. That was tense. If you're a Browns fan, that was probably a little bit closer than you wanted it to be. A two-point win over Pittsburgh, even without Big Ben starting. Onside kick was involved. Again, yikes. Dicey. Doesn't matter. Cleveland is in. Before we talk about next week and the rematch with the Pittsburgh Steelers, go to wherever you look up your historical Cleveland Brown quarterback. Uh, you know, wherever you get that, the archives of starting Cleveland Brown quarterbacks since the year 2000 and know how we got here. Okay. Just some names, Brady Quinn, Charlie Fry, Derek Anderson, Brandon Whedon, Brian Hoyer, Cody Kessler. There's more. It's not great. When you try to figure out how you go 17 years without making the playoffs, you start to get a better idea there. But this was a team that was historically terrible a few years ago that is now in the playoffs. And that is hugely commendable. Uh, I think when you look at the work that Baker has done, a quarterback, guy gets ripped a lot. I love the season that he's had. Nick Chubb, one of the most dynamic runners in the country. Miles Garrett, off the edge. I mean, there's some really fun pieces here that if this offense gets hot while the defense isn't great, I think they could absolutely make a run at this thing. And I think it's even more impressive that they make the postseason. When you look at the past few weeks, they lose to the Jets. They have like no wide receivers in that game. The facility has been closed the majority of the last week when it comes to positive COVID tests. Everything has been kind of hanging in the balance. They still find a way to win. Uh, of course, with the Browns, again, everything comes down kind, you know, to this final game, this final kick, this final everything. They still find a way in. And now we'll get to play the Pittsburgh Steelers on Sunday night. In a game, I think they can absolutely win again, even with Big Ben playing. A little advice, okay? I'm not a coach. Uh, do what Tennessee did with Derrick Henry. Nick Chubb. This is the game that you ride Nick Chubb 25 to 30 times. We saw the game breaker against Pittsburgh to start things off. I think you could see it again. The thing with him, he's going he's gonna to crack one. He can do it. Um, I think the comparisons to Henry are very real. He doesn't necessarily get the same opportunities. I think this is a game where you let him do his thing. But regardless, if you are a Cleveland fan, seriously, congratulations. Like this is one of the most historic, roughest patches of any sports franchise we've ever seen. I'm a Jets fan and I'm saying this and I feel bad for y'all. Now you get to feel bad for me because the drought is over. You are in. And before you worry about the path to the Super Bowl, I really hope you can dig in and celebrate this one. So again, cheers to you all. So that's a team that is getting in the postseason. Deserved it. Again, really, really happy for Cleveland. Here's a coach that won't be. So my loser is Cliff Kingsbury. Now, 
before I say why, first and foremost, Clicks, Cliff Kingsbury's life is spectacular. This is a handsome, great-looking man living in a warm-weather place. Remember that tweet from the draft where he's kicked back on his couch with his flat screen? He's got his beautiful backyard. He's got a fortune. He's the head coach in the NFL with one of the best young quarterbacks in the NFL that he pretty much handpicked and was hired, essentially, to groom. And he's done a great job with him. All of that. Disclaimer. Giant disclaimer. Cliff Kingsbury is still a loser this week because Arizona misses the playoffs. A rather gross way to go out. An 18-7 loss to the Rams. Rams had their backup quarterback in. Uh, Kyler Murray was banged up, tried to play, came out, uh, came back in. Offense couldn't get going. And certainly, look, that's another disclaimer. When we talk about Arizona's season, Murray's health, or lack thereof, played a huge role in that. And that's important to point out. Still, it's a team that started 5-2. and two. They closed out the season 3-6. and six. They beat the Bills on that Hail Mary or the Hail Murray. And then after that, you thought that might be a momentum carrier, 2-5. and five. Go out in the offseason. Get DeAndre Hopkins. He has a big year. Murray has a big year at times. Down the stretch, not so much. Again, health, whatever factored into it. Certainly there were combining factors, just the team being bad. And I think overall, when I look at Kingsbury, it's fair to have legitimate questions about what kind of NFL coach he's going to be. Since 2013, right, that's when he was a head coach at Texas Tech. They finished 8-5. and five. Four and eight the following year. Seven and six. By the way, Patrick Mahomes is in the mix here. Remember him? The best uh, quarterback on the planet? That, I mean, that partially, largely why Kingsbury has this job. Seven and six in there. Just saying. Five and seven. Six and seven. Five and seven is fired. Hired by an NFL team. Pretty shocking at the time. Five, ten, and one in 2019. Eight and eight in 2020. Now, those are pretty good strides. You go five and ten and one, and then you go eight and eight. I think you consider that a success. And there's a lot of really interesting pieces on Arizona for you to feel good about. You have Hopkins, you have Murray, your offense is going to be able to do something. Still, two uh, above 500 years since 2013. I just think I'm speaking the obvious here especially with how Arizona started. It looked like it was going to be one, one of the most fun seasons, one of the really fun team to watch, especially with that offense. It didn't quite mesh. Yes, health played a factor, but I also think Kingsbury now goes into 2021 and he's under a little bit of heat. This is a team that's acquired some assets, a team that has some really fun players. They're going to have to add more. Got to get more explosive on offense. Got to get some more defensive players, which has made some strides and will continue to do so. I think Kingsbury has to win. Kingsbury has to win in 2021 um, for us not to have this conversation again. I think they can, too. Division's very interesting, certainly very competitive, but I think we'll be there for the taking. So we'll see what happens. And now Cliff gets to just retreat to his mansion with uh, Scrooge McDuck vault of money and um, not, not really much of a loser when we look at it. All right. And my one to watch for the second week in a row is the Miami Dolphins. I was wondering if I could do that. Am I going to get yelled at for people for doing that? But here's the reason why. We had them as a team to watch uh, in the prior week because 
Ryan Fitzpatrick came in for Tua Valoa, got his face ripped off, completed the ball down the field, had a great fourth quarter. Miami wins. We talked about the bullpen of quarterbacks, if it was going to work. This week, Ryan Fitzpatrick unavailable. Tua Valoa, it's his game. Dolphins lose 56-26 to to the Buffalo Bills. Now, Tua did not give up a 50-burger to Josh Allen. By the way, Matt Barkley also played in this game in the second half, was throwing the ball all over the field. Not great for a Dolphins defense that's been really good this year. But Tua's final stat line, 35 of 58. 58 passes, 361 yards, a touchdown, three interceptions. For the year, 14 touchdowns, five picks. Um, Had some really good moments, but... The offense was stagnant, right? The offense was stagnant. Miami misses the playoffs with the loss to the Bills, 10-6. and six. Look, they were 5-11 and 11 the previous year. When you remember the tank for two, this is a team that has made enormous strides, and I think the future is bright. And that's kind of why I'm curious. Now, here's the good news. The Texans uh, lose on a doinked field goal by the Tennessee Titans. Thing of absolute beauty, by the way, to have a field goal just doink and jolt in, which means Miami now has the number three overall pick. And I think this is fascinating. I think the Dolphins are one of the biggest teams as we transition from the playoffs to the draft season. What does Miami do here? Tua, again, I think it's unfair coming off an injury to make a definitive conclusion that he is or isn't a guy. I loved watching Tua in college. I covered him in college. I'm a huge fan of his. I still think he can be great, and I think they need to surround him with better talent. With that being said, this is a fantastic quarterback class. You have two first-round picks. If you're assuming Trevor Lawrence at number one, and the Jets are probably going to take a quarterback, whether it's Zach Wilson or Justin Fields, has Miami seen what they need to see to support Tua with an offensive lineman or a wide receiver, a trade down maybe for a Kyle Pitts or a Devontae Smith? What, what do you do here? Miami really does hold the keys, I think, to what happens in this draft. And I think a lot of it is their confidence in a top 10 pick that's going to be entering his second year. Again, I think the future is really bright with this team, despite the disappointing end. I can't wait to see what they do. I'm really interested to see what they do in this draft because they have a ton of options and it's going to really impact what happens from there. Love the draft talk, by the way. No, it's the postseason. But we'll be getting into the draft talk plenty here and other places on the game day. Perfect segue and reminder, check out the podcast myself, Marcus Mosier. We're breaking all these things down. We've got six, six beautiful postseason games coming up. We can't wait for that. We really appreciate it. Guys, uh, spread the, the, the different links, whether it's winners, losers, whether it's the podcast, involve uh, yourself in the debate. Uh, we really enjoy hearing what you guys think and have to say. With that... Welcome, NFL postseason. It is here. Adam Kramer, I will talk to you guys soon. Well, you might leave me.